Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Talk About Gay Sex is sponsored by Rev, dedicated to helping men have more sex, better sex, and healthier sex. For more information, go to revformen.com. That's revformen.com. What's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, here in New York City home base with my two co-hosts today. I'm so excited. Jeremy Ross Lopez, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Excellent. Carpenter, Steve Carpenter, how are you? Hi, neighbor. How are you today? I am good. Sure, I knew you were. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you conjuring up today? That's Mr. Rogers. Mr. Oh, we lost him. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, that whole thing. Yeah, that whole thing. He passed away, by the way. Just kidding. Rest in peace, Mr. Rogers. We loved you. He was one of us, and yeah. Was Was he? Gay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, mean I was a mere child when I saw him on television. Yeah, and I think later on in his career. <laughs> in his cardigan sweater and that white Which shirt. his mother made for oh, him. No, That's... I'm so sorry. I am so thinking of somebody totally off. I'm thinking of Bill Nye the Science Jim Guy? Neighbors. Oh, Jim Neighbors, yes. Who just That's passed Gomer away. Pyle. Gomer Pyle. Yes. And no, I'm totally yes. giving the wrong information. Yeah, okay. Yes. I don't know if Mr. Rogers. I think, I think he, Mr. Rogers was. He, he, was a, he was a Presbyterian minister. Yes, exactly, yeah. and got married later on. I don't know if he got married. Just, I just can imagine his sermons, you know, like, Hi, neighbors, can you say repent? I think you can. He was a singer, though. You would appreciate that, right? Um, well, I mean, I heard him sing his theme song, which was... I think he was operatic. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Of course, no, I, I don't know I, why I don't, we're going on and on about... I don't know. But may he rest in peace. Mr. Rogers, may he rest in peace. Now, let's get on exactly. with what we're going to talk about. Exactly, let's get on. Exactly. But <laughs> real quick, I was... Um, I was out last night, and for those that know, um, MAL in D.C. is happening this weekend, January 12th weekend, um, my birthday weekend, actually. I will mm-hmm. be there. I'm going to do a lot of interviews, hopefully. We're on um, the eve of his birthday. He's calling them interviews, so. Yeah, yeah. right, right. I'm going to be talking into a poll. How about that? Uh, my, down and yeah, dirty. Down and, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, a lot of people uh, were, were excited about that at the Eagle in New York. I know you've been, Jeremy, before mm-hmm. several times, and you like it, right? I love it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it's fun to meet the, like, be in a different scenery too. Their nightlife is fun too. Their eagle's really good. Oh as yeah, well. it's really fun. Because I've been to a lot of different cities, and uh, their eagles are nothing like. I would say ours and uh, DC's are definitely like the best I've been to, or just the most lively. Well, DC, they're all very different from each it other. Depends on where you know when when you went and yeah, what day of the week and. You know, but Boston's eagle is very different than. These two. Yeah, and San Francisco's in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, the one, DC's has moved like twice, I think, already. Mm-hmm. And it's right. now almost on the cusp of Maryland. <laughs> so it's really kind of far out there near like Costco's and stuff like that. So it is mm-hmm. a little bit of a trek, but... Oh, it's not that space that we went to the last time that they showed us upstairs or it is? It is that. Oh, Remember okay. that took a is while to get Is that done now? It, yes, and oh, it's I really cool. Oh, I have been there since it's been done. Yeah, it's it's. So done. they had an upstairs space mm-hmm. uh, at the Eagle in DC and the last time I went was not this past year but the year before and Steve also came and they gave us a tour of upstairs but it was just like it looked like a really cool Mm -hmm. uh, just empty space and they had a little stage and it's like a big attic upstairs and 
I guess they renovated it. And Absolutely. Added. So check it out, people. Um, but I was listening to chatter amongst um, the boys last night, and this guy came in to was talking to uh, me and some guys, and he was saying, I think I just, he's like, what's the opposite of cock blocking? And we all were like, wait, what? Like, everyone knows what <laughs> cock blocking is. So we made him explain a little bit more. So he basically was saying he had another friend that was with him and that friend liked this other guy. Mm-hmm. And so, so he was pushing. So he was kind of pushing him and so he was oh, being I a yenta. Well, he, I <laughs> hate when friends do that. Cut so me my much. friend, you so, like him. He's well, I thought it was interesting. Because, I mean, it's cute. There's a cute yeah. way to do it, but there's also a way that it's too extra. And yeah. like, well, here's the thing. Shut up and let me do it. First myself, of all, exactly. let me paint it. the picture. It was jockstrap night. Yeah. Right. So yes, the guy I was talking to was saying he had, he, his friend wanted him to go up to this other guy mm-hmm. that he liked to kind of like fix them up. But I'm thinking, wow, are you that shy at, at jockstrap night, which he was in his jockstrap. <laughs> Balls you're to the have, walls. I mean, what the fuck? That you're, <laughs> that you're shy, that you can't no, you know, go there, up to somebody on your own? There are a lot of guys. They don't have any problem prancing around naked because they've got a beautiful body, et cetera, but they don't have any self-esteem. You know, I guess that's what it was. Sometimes they have the beautiful body because they don't have the self-esteem. You know, oh, but, I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah, but here's where it came. The you know, what's the opposite of cock blocking? Was he said the guy that he went up to ended up liking him and not being interested in of course that's his what friend. Of course, and it's the so, triangle, right? But I feel like <laughs> oh, but the that original sucks though because then when the friend doesn't. Well, it does, but, yeah. And this, it and sucks. It's awkward because mm-hmm. for the friend, and better. it's awkward for you because right. then you're like, oh, do I accept it or do I not? And then also the friend is like in the clearly on the back yeah, but burner. I, like, I blame the friend in the first place because a, of course, you're at yeah. Jockstrap no, I night. get it. Yes. Do your own, you yeah. know, do your own cruising. Figure out your own cruising. Yeah, and you're gonna ask, and this boy, your friend who was adorable, mm-hmm. also in a jockstrap, to go up to the guy you like. Yeah, that's you're like, not gonna ever wonder like you're definitely what if he setting yourself him? up for failure. I was like, what? Yeah. And so this guy felt bad, and so he was just trying to avoid uh, the whole thing. But I was like, "You, honey, please." No, that's when you got to yeah. tell your friends, "Girl, get out there yourself. If you're interested yeah. in him, you go talk to him. You know, if you want me to go talk to him, then I'm probably going to have also, to sleep with subtle, him too." For there you. are subtle ways so. that, it, like <laughs> I've, I think John and Steve have done that before. Like there are subtle ways where you could like add someone into the conversation if they know that your friend likes them. Like, like for example, say I'm looking at someone and I'm. And mm-hmm. I'm not in the mood to actually reach out to them. There are ways that my friends have subtly brought them into the conversation where I get a little bit more comfortable. Well, I don't think there was like, a lot of conversation last night at Jockstrap Night. No, but, I'm sure. <laughs> but, no. but I will say there was a lot of cruising, and it's kind of a cruise bar that we were mm-hmm. at, the Eagle. And just by staring or looking over at somebody right. and seeing if they give looks back. You can yeah. stand by them and see if they notice you. There's all sorts of ways. Just, you could just, you could just go up and over. say hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but if you it, don't want to be, yeah, if you don't want to be conversational, then, you know, drop something right in front of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and I remind you one last Bend time, everyone is standing in their jockstrap. So it's not like, Hey, so did you Bend see snap, Trump yeah. speak today <laughs> on oh, CNN? God. I mean, it's not like that kind of chatter. It's like the lights are, are dark. Talk about ruining the moment. <laughs> well, right. But I'm saying, it's not a chit chat kind of bar. That's like an inverted because you're you're in your yeah. jock conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, anyways, let's get into today's topic. And I was today's recipe. Today's is. recipe is <laughs> sex role models. And I, I was thinking of this um, because I was thinking, you know, there's so much press and stories right now about people, you know, the, the me too movement. And Mm -hmm. obviously people are, uh, you know, all the sexual abuse, including in the gay world, Mm -hmm. Kevin Spacey and all that. And, Mm -hmm. and I was just thinking like, you know, obviously we acknowledge that and, and everything, but I thought, what are our, let's do a spin on this and what's the the positive positive side. Yeah. Yeah, And who were positive sex role models whether they were famous celebrities or people in our own lives that pushed us either to come out, pushed us to try a new sexual act, pushed us mm-hmm. to go up to the guy that you know, on your own that mm-hmm. gave you that courage. And 
I don't know. I was just thinking like when I was younger, I think I told the story once before that my first bottoming experience ever was with the porn star, Chris Stone. He went by, he was Latin mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. he was Costa, Costa Rican. And I, I think I told the story before. Of course it was. It was at the Knob Hill Cinema, which is still open in San Francisco. It's an adult <laughs> male theater. And I got enough nerve to go in there and it's a theater where... And she was a regular after that. <laughs> I wanted to be. I didn't have enough money, though. Um, but yeah, I drove my pickup truck over there. So what's the, what's the setup of a movie theater that's like that? So uh, basically, <clears throat> it's a theater that shows porn. Okay. And then in between movies, they'll have performers, porn okay. stars oftentimes, or just performers. On, a, on like a mini stage? On or? a mini okay. stage or a stage, and they'll kind of do a little dance number, and then they'll jack I've off. I've never heard of anything like that. That's so it's hot. Ama- yeah, so what, but it reminds me of that Madonna video where she, yeah. like, they uh, dance in little windows. and Open your heart, yeah. like yeah. a peep show. Yeah. Kind of like that, and so, essentially, <clears throat> in this time, Chris, he was performing, and I was like, wow, he's hot, and mm. All of a sudden, I hear a guy like in a row in front of. Sitting in the, in the audience. <laughs> so he's going around in between the performance, jacking off the dicks out, um, putting it in people's faces, mm-hmm. but not. No one's doing anything. You know, you, yeah. I don't think you can touch them. And at one point, one guy, like two rows in front of me to the left, was so excited that he like came like loudly too like jerked off and Sitting was like, there? like oh, oh yeah and it was like oh my god it was like <laughs> it was yeah it was funny and so at the end of the performance sex in public they say you can go see him and meet him downstairs and it's mm-hmm. this little maze and they had they put him in like this glass box and you can touch him through putting your hand through this glove it's so weird. It's like a, I mean, it looked like a yellow, you know, rubber glove. Like a kitchen sink Like a kitchen sink one. Yeah, that sounds and a little creepy. Like your Playtex, uh, <laughs> Playtex gloves. So that I guess. It sounds a little creepy, but it sounds also safe for him because then you don't, I mean, yeah, but everyone, you've be, I'm sure everyone you're wants to touch. by these rubber hands but all night. You know? I know, but at least it's that <laughs> and weird. not someone's yeah. dirty hands. I guess. True. True. And so, and there must be some legalities on this whole thing. And I'm sure it doesn't feel bad. So there apparently, so he was, mm-hmm. I went in there and I did it for a minute and then he was indicating to me like, meet me after or He's later. He's like, take that glove off, bitch. Yeah. But they said, <laughs> but apparently the rule is they can't, you know, meet anybody that, like a patron that would come in. Yeah. That's like illegal or no, off limits. That, that makes it prostitution or... Correct. What have you? So. so I did not engage in prostitution. I'm just going to go on the record. Yes. I didn't. So, anyways, I met him in the alleyway afterwards because I guess he got off of work. It was in an alley, and picked him up in my pickup truck, and he drove huh. me to the Safeway on Market Street in well, San Francisco. Yes, the Crisco <laughs> spot, and he marched me down to buy like lube and condoms, and then we ro- drove back to his hotel. I don't know why we went so far, too, because he was staying near the Knob Hill Cinema, but whatever, right. and he proceeded to be my first bottoming experience, and he showed me the Did proper Did he know way. that? Did he know you who had not... Did you know he were, you were virginal at that point? He, did, he had to know that I was like naive and young and mm-hmm. just for many reasons. And I told him after. And so he, he took it slow. And it was so like, you know, well handled on his end, I think, mm-hmm. from so many levels, from safety to hotness to just taking the time. Right. And I was so he ended up being one of my sexual role models because I was like, not only did he teach me something, mm-hmm. but he was somebody I looked up to. He was Latin mm-hmm. in an era where so many porn stars that I was looking at right. seemingly were blonde haired, blue eyed, yeah. hairless, waspy. So this was refreshing. So he ended up um, later. I think I like went up to him years later. He was performing at the End Touch in San Francisco, and I don't think that he even remembered me. But anyways, he was still my hero. But do you guys have anybody that you like either lusted after or just? God, the list is so long. Yeah, (laughs) Mister Rogers, maybe over there. No, 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 not quite like that. I mean, one one of my sexual heroes, who, who I did not have sex with, but um, I worked with him in an off-Broadway show. I was the stage manager, and he was one of the stars, uh, was Jack Wrangler. Oh, um, yeah. He got to start in porn, 
And he was one of the first people who kind of took the dirtiness out of porn Mm -hmm. because porn was always, you know, I mean, even before my time, it was like on, you know, eight millimeter film and crap like that. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, So, but he really kind of approached it as being like the Marlboro man. Oh, right. So he brought out that butchness and he was, you know, because the, if you look at porn, you know, really early porn, you know, then there's a lot of really Nelly guys being very Nelly a lot of times. And, right. You know, just you know. That seems so but, funny, Nelly bottom. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, Jack was Jack was never really a bottom, um, and he did both straight and you know straight and gay porn. I mean, he told he told some very funny stories. I mean, working with him, he was very funny. Um, <laughs> somebody mentioned Robin Bird. <laughs> Robin oh my Bird God, Robin Bird! Doing her show, he goes, Robin Bird says, "Oh, I fucked her." <laughs> oh my God! But he used to talk about being, you know, being backstage with his magazines, you know, his male porn magazines, to get himself hard. Then he'd run out into a quick scene, and you know, as long as it would last. You know, this is before, uh, uh, before Rev for Men or any of those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, But uh, the, the way he kind of changed things around, you know, and then later on he moved out of porn and then became a legitimate actor and a writer and. Wow. And he married Margaret Whiting, who was a well-known uh, big band singer. And, you know, he just never, he never apologized for being a porn star, you know. And I gave him a lot of credit for that. And he was always honest about it, what he did, and the image that he portrayed. And the, he, I want to say he took the shame out of it. Nice. You know, nice. so. Is he still alive? No, he's, he's been gone a couple of years. We'll have to both, post his picture. Margaret. Let's post his picture on our, um, yeah. We're updating the photos on our talkaboutgaysex.com website. So I want to put his yeah, picture put up. his picture up. Yeah, and he and Margaret had a rabbit named Bunny. And yeah, that's, that's another story. But <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, somebody, but, you and I talked about Carpenter last, on our last episode um, with Jeremy Lucido was mm-hmm. Wakefield, or sorry, not Wakefield, um, was Armistead Maupin. Oh, yes. And yes. Jeremy, I don't know if you know Armistead Maupin, but he was a writer. He wrote, um, I think, in the San Francisco Chronicle originally. Um, sorry, your wine over there. It just looked like you were going <laughs> to... We, yes, we are drinking. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah, it just looked like it was going to go off the table there in a, in a I hot minute. I would, I would never let that happen. <laughs> I always know where my cocktail is. Always. Um, but he wrote this series... Um, uh, what was the series called? Uh, um, Tales of the City. Tales of the City. And there was a mini series that I was obsessed with. And mm-hmm. it was really like, you know, getting into the San, San Francisco was a character in the, in this book series as well mm-hmm. as in the, in the TV series. Um, and he just created positive gay role, like characters that weren't, they were just normal gay men, mm-hmm. you know, not dumbed down, not, yeah. um, if, you know, it would be fun to watch that now. If you could probably find the miniseries, there's a current Which documentary. Is, or, or the books are fantastic. The books, yeah. the books read very quickly. Right, they right. Read very quickly. He would he used to get upset that people would say, "Oh, I read all your books last weekend." <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you just get into them. You yeah. know these characters. You yeah, know? that's cool. Though. Well, it's a so, compliment, and it's also like, "Wow!" And how long did I spend writing exactly. that? And you, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a film too. The and amount you of time people. That quickly? They read very quickly, but I mean, you can read. He's got, I think there's, uh, the series is probably 10 books. I don't remember offhand. I've read every one of them. We should oh, do that. The last, book one, club. The, last, the last one I haven't yeah. read all the way through book yet club. because I I'm mean, afraid, but I'm yeah. afraid he's killing off my, my absolute favorite character who I always identified with. So, But you also said but, something last week that he was, when they were working on the series, they cast a gay actor at the time. Right. And this, was, this would have been the 90s, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that... Actually, it wasn't me that was saying it. I think it... But, but yeah, I knew about it. Okay. So, but when they were going to recast the, the second series, um, apparently the actor denied that he was... No, it wasn't the actor. The actor was openly gay. Um, and I don't remember his name. He was very cute, and he did the role fairly well. Um, the, 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 the he played Mouse? Mouse, or Michael Tolliver was the character's name. The nickname was Mouse. Right. Um, which, you know, the character was supposed to be small and mousy, and, and this guy was kind of a little more bulky, so didn't quite fit it as well, but it, but it worked. Um, but he was openly gay, and apparently 
when he took this took on this series, his publicist said, "Oh no, 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 we can't we can't do the open gay thing." And Armistead Moffin was like, "He's either openly gay mm-hmm. and he tells people, or I'm not friggin' hiring him in, you know, for the second season." He was very adamant about that. And I think that was a great stance and to take, you know, as yeah. from Armistead's point of view that, it, you know, it's, it's one thing if you're hiring a straight actor, they're straight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what? Right. If you're hiring a gay actor for a gay role and they've been open and suddenly they're going to go back in the closet. I know. That's like a waste no. of time. Well, and with the Glines and Theater. And you get a following with that. So it's exactly. like, well, I don't, he probably has fans based off of him already. When when the Glines Theater first started, one of the things that John named John Glines named the theater group the Glines because that's his name. He put his name on the title, so he would not allow anyone to not use their real name in the show right. because that's what people were doing in the seventies. It's like, oh, I'm an actor, but you know, I, I don't want to use my real name because I might be, not, not be able to get an equity job, or you know, uh, you know which is which is the the actors' union. Mm-hmm. I might not be able to get a real job. And you know, and then of course, John, um, um, they took Torch on Trilogy mm-hmm. to Broadway, you know, to off right. Broadway, you know, uh, off off Broadway to off Broadway to Broadway. Uh, it won Tonys, and then he thanked his lover on national television in 1983. That's so right. So yes, he's that's he's he's a gay hero of mine. He's not a sexual hero, but no, no, know. but yeah, but, they can be, but yeah. that, because oftentimes, really these heroes make us feel more confident. And we were just talking about confidence earlier. The confidence in general just makes you, you know, in in all parts of your lives. And we always forget about the sexuality of it. Mm -hmm. It's like being sexual is part of us just like, you know, when we go to work and when we, Mm -hmm. all the other things that we do in our life. And so it shouldn't be underestimated. So giving you that confidence would Mm -hmm. give you the courage to then go out there and be, you know, right. a, a confident I mean, and, sexual man. Uh, there were more people that had come up to John and said, oh my God, I remember watching you on television when I was living in, you know, in Denver or whatever, you know, and you came out as a gay man and you mm-hmm. thanked your lover on national <clears throat> television. And, you know, that was just, that's amazing. It was heroic at the time. I and mean, he got death threats and all kinds of things afterwards, but sure, sure. You know, I then, mean, and then, uh, then, uh, the woman who ran the, the national theater wing or the, the, the American theater wing. Um, she's like, oh, we won't have any more of that. Well, and then and Harvey Farstein was like, oh, we'll just see about that. And the next year, Harvey won uh, for... Harvey um, Fierstein. Harvey Farstein, sorry. Um, he won for... Um, Torch... Um, no, Torch on Trilogy won in 83 okay. as best play, and he also won for best actor. Um, but in 1984, uh, La Cajo Fall, the musical, right. which Harvey wrote one best musical and of course Harvey came up and did the same thing all over again I love it you know which was fantastic well and you and I just saw Michael Urie in Torch Song recently here right. in New York mm-hmm. City which was great mm-hmm. um, but we you know cannot leave this conversation without talking about Bed Midler and what she did oh. for the, the gay bathhouses mm-hmm. back in the day we've oh, talked God. about her more on the show before but I mean, talk about a role model. Well, and, and Barry Manilow, who was her pianist. Oh, I, yeah, he doesn't always get. Yeah, I, I forgot. He, he was, was her. The, he was her. He was her pianist through wow, through the that's whole a fun duo. Yeah, but yeah, especially really, in that setting, I think to have a woman though, like you know, proudly, you know, having a, a gig there, singing yeah. her repertoire. But she's always been strong. Yeah. Which that reads but this like is when, she's like the perfect person to be in that situation. But and she was that not setting. She right. was not known then. She was playing on Broadway. She mm-hmm. was playing one of the daughters in Fiddler on the Roof. You know, in the original, I think it was, was Zero Mostel. So she would get off work, and then she'd go up to the Continental Baths on the Upper West Side. That's so cool. And she'd do a show, and Barry Manilow would play for her. You know, and, and, and mind you, people are in their towels. No, you know, I know. Yeah, yeah it's about those. People are in their towels. You know, um, and there's Coming if, if you look on if you look put on a YouTube clip of that on on our yeah. page too. If you look on YouTube, there's a, a recording of an entire show that she did. You know, at the bathhouse. So we need to do a show in the bathhouse at some point. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> you two, uh, um, of sweetie, course, sweetie. you two are looking at me like no, 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 no. You, we know we'll about host, your we'll show. We'll host it without you. Yeah, right. <laughs> By the way, we are um, having our next live broadcast. It's going to be Wednesday, February seventh at yes. Rebar here in New York City. Um, 
we will have more times, but it'll be a happy hour thing. But you can watch us on facebook.com forward slash talk about gay sex. And it's going to be a juicy one juicy. this time around, but more to come. But just mark your calendars. February 7th, we're juicy. live. Hey, Steve, how was that date last week? Well, Carpenter, good and bad. <laughs> good in the sense of? Good in, have you heard of Rev? Rev for men? Yep. Oh, yes, I do know it. The new Trimix solution for erectile enhancement. Yep, that one. It's fantastic. So I try it. I made the mistake of trying it prior to dinner because within 20 minutes it kicked in. So I am rock hard. And I mean rock hard to the point where mm-hmm. I'm positioning around in my chair at dinner, <laughs> putting this long shirt up. sweater. Put, yep. the, put the napkin over your lap. <laughs> yep. And this guy's ordering and ordering and two sets of oysters. And it's like, is this like the endless date? Uh, Good, the good news was, even after the date ended, we headed over to his place. Uh-huh. And? And lo and behold, I'm still rock hard, which I'm like, okay, good. I'm going to get good, lucky good, here. Good, good. I'm still raring and ready to go. And nothing. Dud. I think he put on a cartoon or something. And, oh, God. Yeah, exactly. So be sure and, and make sure it's a sure thing, because the good news is <laughs> Rev works. Oh, that it does. That Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. news this date is the date didn't together. work exactly yeah, next <laughs> and for more information go to revformen.com yes and do it as soon as you can this stuff is great um, but Jesse. I'm curious you know Jeremy who are some of your famous or not famous people in your so life so I would say I have two one is famous one's not so uh, <clears throat> the famous one uh, I would say is actually really Ricky Martin because growing up, he was definitely like a, just a, a role model in a way of being like a sexual person. And so when I was younger, I, I always watched his music videos. And like another thing that made me so like look up to him was he was so proud to be Puerto Rican. Yes. And so that part of like the culture tying in with his sex appeal was yeah. really amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I would watch his videos and I, I kind of always knew even as a little kid, he definitely helped bring out like the the so-called like gay in me where like I started to become a sexual person with sexual thoughts from watching him. Well, remember and all so, those like, early videos where he yeah, was just so shaking I would, his So like live in the Vida Loca, that video, he's That's, like dancing in the yeah. rain. And so that for me, seeing that turned me on a lot. But it also was a time when I was going through puberty. So I didn't really know what being a sexual person was or like what what I was attracted to so like I had never really thought about being attracted to men or women before then and w- seeing those videos at the time it didn't matter to me that he wasn't out I kind of always knew that he was gay and I even Girl, said it to my parents did. and they and they all <laughs> they, they just like brushed they brushed it off and I didn't really care if he was or not it was just the fact that he turned me on a lot and seeing mm-hmm. him be Strong. He was still strong and powerful then, mm-hmm. as a sexual person, and, and, and even with and women, proud, and a proud, even proud with women, Latino. it was yeah. like really beautiful to see his him as a his sexual person. Yeah, and the way yeah. he pres- and his, just his well, like his presence on stage. Yeah, him and Jennifer really Lopez phenomenal. were two definitely like bring out like 
being sexual and proud of like where they came from and their background and culture. And that for me is a role model. And I find that really interesting. And it's, it's interesting that you mention um, musicians like that, because I was thinking of that as well, because musicians are creating art music and it's the, the music in their, in your case, both of them Latinos and are shaking and I mean, they're moving and all that sensuality that you're seeing proudly is got to have an effect on you. Mm -hmm. I can totally understand that. I think for me, it was George Michael Mm -hmm. because, um, I think I told the story before in theology class, religion class in eighth grade, you had to pick a pop song, talk about why you picked it and what, you know, what they were talking about in the song and I picked I Want Your Sex by George Michael and mm-hmm. played the song. It was a risky choice, but I said, the way he's talking in your I'm, life. I'm sorry, sister. It just makes me moist. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the lyrics yeah, are, it's, he says it's natural, it's logical, yeah. uh-huh. and it's all about the positivity of sex. It's no wonder that I wanted to host a show called Talk About Gay Sex. Mm-hmm. At eighth grade, I was you know, using someone like George Michael, and he was so freely, you know, you know, I think with him, he got a lot of like backlash for shaking his hips and then ended up writing a different song later that said, you yes. know, when you shake your ass, they, um, they notice fast. And then he felt like, I feel like George Michael felt later on that he had created this sex symbol imagery and now he had to like downplay it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least at that point I was all for it and you know, he was definitely a role model for me. Obviously Madonna, we have to, I have to talk about her because you know, for many reasons she just always was. I can remember in gymnastics when all my other like gymnasts were, they were like into sticks and journey and Mm -hmm. all these like rocker type eighties rocks. Yeah. And Madonna was on, and she was Lucky Jerry's Star. Wincing. <laughs> yeah, right. She had Lucky Star, and, and they were talking about how hot they thought she was when she was like leaning back in Lucky Star, and you could almost see up her bra. Right. And I was thinking, <laughs> I just was like emulating that. I like would love to like do that gyration type yeah. thing. Yeah. So we were looking at it in different like, ways. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And then later, obviously, we all know. I You're mean, looking at the choreography. They're looking at her tits. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Exactly, exactly. Yes. But obviously, she's such a role model in so many ways. And you know, to come out with a book called Sex, mm-hmm. um, which shows so many provocative, for those of you who haven't taken a look at it, you should. Well, and it came out, what? 25 years ago. Yeah, like I mean, it early was, 90s. It was, it was ballsy. But she always was ballsy. Mm-hmm. And right. I, because some of the stuff she does in still there is, is very, she still is, but <laughs> some of the stuff she did back then, I was like, wow. I mean, a yeah. lot of fetish and a lot of exploration of all yeah. things fetish and, and that was like not really being talked about. Um, but yeah, obviously artists like Tom of Finland, you know, are definitely role models for so many people, I think, as well, right? Because, yeah. and that's why that exactly. movie is so good. Well, and all of his drawings too, you know, were, he, he portrayed men as very, as very masculine and, you know, the, the masculinity that is being a man, even if you're feminine, there is a lot of masculinity to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah. So, but that's what he, he portrayed and very boldly, you know, very that was boldly. one of the few things, because when, I mean, I'm, I'm old enough that when I was growing up, people were not out in public. You know, there were no real public figures, at least that I can think of, who were out. You know, they were out gay men that you could mm-hmm. say, oh, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Right. You know. If they can do it, I can. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and for those, what were you going to say? That, no, I, oh. well, um, just, just, I mean, and there, there was another one that, um, that did influence me a lot, but I can, we, we can oh. talk about that No, all I was just going to say is that um, with Tom of Finland, see the movie because it really does show in his situation what he was surrounded by, which was the military. Oppression. Well, he was surrounded by military and that was his inspiration and that was his outlet. I think where he took the leap was somebody finally saw his work Mm -hmm. and he said, yes, publish it. And he became, you know, that and that's where his work became 
so much inspiration and an outlet for so many gays because it was mm-hmm. like, wow. Yeah. He, but he really was just, his inspiration was soldiers and military militia and police right. and the biker, the underground biker community. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it struck me because we're only as good as what we, when we grow up, what we're surrounded by. I mean, I yeah. grew up in a suburban, you know, town and as a gymnast. And so I was surrounded by gymnasts in tight clothes. And so, but we're, you know, it takes people like these heroes that through media Mm -hmm. or venturing out because otherwise, you know, I could have stayed in Fremont and Mm -hmm. just looked at what was around me. And he is definitely a good example of that. Mm -hmm. I think definitely. Yeah. Who else were you? No, it's a high school teacher I had uh, by the name of George Seafeld and who lived in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So the reason I'm saying all that is because I have tried to find him, and I don't think he's with us anymore. Oh. But he was extremely influ- influential on me you know, as a high school student, and he obviously had gaydar. I knew I was gay. He, I, there was nothing sexual with him. There was nothing that he would, you know, I don't think there was any interest sexually, but he knew I was a gay man, and he wasn't going to let me get away with any shit. <laughs> Wow, that, I love that. Yeah, and he influenced, he very highly influenced my life in high school. And yeah, I don't think he's with us anymore. I did run into him. He used to like to come to one of the local gay bars after graduation, you know, and he'd just walk in. And, and, and I was, I was um, talking to my friend Kitty, who was the DJ at, there at the time, and he walks in and he does this little girly wave. He goes, hi! <laughs> <laughs> but he was, as, as a teacher of underage kids he was fairly open and this was in the 70s wow you know that's cool so he was fairly (laughs) open and i mean and i had seen him out after that you know in his leather with his boyfriend or husband or you know of how many years but um but yeah he was very influential so if anyone knows anything about george seafield from ann arbor michigan (laughs) send me a note at the gay father nyc at gmail.com i would be interested to know but yeah i think I don't think he made it past the AIDS crisis is my mm. suspicion. But anyway, I've talked about it before. My math teacher in high school also, you know, was super the same thing, such a positive role model. Always he would compliment me every day I came into class. Mr. Rodriguez, another nice sweater you're wearing. And and then later oh, after funny. I left, he Sweaters. turned out to be <laughs> gay as well. And we hung out like once or twice. I did reach out to him though on Facebook and yeah. he's he lives in um he's married, he said, and living to in, a man. To a man yeah, and living in Canada. So yeah. So cool. he was, but definitely a positive yeah. influence. You do, you do find them here and there, but yeah, and but that's why I, I love because I've seen this over my lifetime that you know people are coming out who are in public figure as yeah. public figures. Exactly. So, I, do you have um, Jeremy? Other people that are non-famous that have just—I mean, you have such a, an amazing mom, and we have—you know—when you have yes. like family members that support you, like mm-hmm. Nancy Lopez does, or. Vivian Mead does, my yeah, sister. They're really good role or models. Carpenter, they, my sister. Ann Carpenter. Yeah, they're really good role models because they're the closest to you and you I think uh when you are coming out and you are like being sexual or whatever, you just don't want judgment. And I think that before you do come out you always uh <clears throat> think or assume that the level of judgment will change how people feel about you. And so it it helps. Yeah. And it helps for the closest people to you to be supportive. And I know that that doesn't happen for most. So, well, they allow you to be you and they create a a road to even, they pave the way pretty much. Yeah. So that you can even explore. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. But mine that wasn't a famous person, uh, is another guy that I had sex with once and it wasn't even, uh, so we just went into it. I, I can't remember his name, but he dominated me when I didn't want to be dominated and it actually inspired me and turned me on because I learned things from him. And so the reason why I say I would consider that a role model is because it was really interesting. It wasn't, uh, we actually didn't, have intercourse it was just like teasing the whole entire time Mm -hmm. and it was so fun but he just was really really aggressive and 
was it was sexual and the way that he did it was so interesting to me because I've never been with somebody that could flip flip roles so quickly and easily knowing that that's not what you went into it thinking so did you get <laughs> ideas on yes how you exactly might yeah approach? so I was in, I was inspired by just the way like his actions and the way that the whole uh, encounter went and it interested me because it doesn't have to be uh, just cut and dry or basic and go straight to the point and so like for example him just telling me to do something and in the moment you just do it and you go with it and he could definitely tell and admit it afterwards that he could sense that I was uncomfortable but also a part of me was interested and intrigued by mm-hmm. that and so that for that, me is like edge. definitely a sexual yeah. role model because I learned from that like just myself as a person and like what I'm into and just also the way to make the sex fun and like just make it interesting and it could be subtly with just in like uh, the build up to intercourse in general. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> other people that we sleep with or can help, you know, push our boundaries a lot. I would mm-hmm. say the leather community for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Since I started exploring it four or five years ago here in New York City, I definitely was much more vanilla before. And it just took mm-hmm. a friend to take me to the Eagle. And I realized you know, hmm, I can go to this place by myself mm-hmm. and not feel awkward. And then obviously I got into the gear component of it, mm-hmm. wearing all the leather and then seeing the different fetishes that are within the leather community got me to like explore mm-hmm. that. And so the community, and then it is a community mm-hmm. that can, like I said, I'm going to the mid Atlantic leather weekend this weekend and so it's a thriving community there's Mm -hmm. iml there's other you know bars that are dedicated to that and so the community at large is definitely a role model for me because Mm -hmm. it's pushed not only the i think it's the community part that i look up to but also the how it's pushed me in my sexual outlook and and the things i try and so Mm -hmm. i give them credit well because you see you know you see people doing things that are like that are not Vanilla, mm-hmm. and you go, oh, I think I like mm-hmm. that. And a lot of and times, when, it's e- it's at these events and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's good to like you can ease into things that you're not used to, right? Which is like even more interesting because you, like you said, see things that you haven't tried before, mm-hmm. and they're intriguing, and you may not know anything about them or very little about them, and so it helps you engage and learn more about it. And well, and that's how we met Master Joshua. And the Joshua. community supports yeah, that, yeah. too. Exactly. And that's how we met Master Joshua, who has been a, an incredible role model for myself, yeah. you, I think, Carpenter. And yeah, uh, he's, he, he's just so so there and just it's just this is who he is and, mm-hmm. and he's kind of on a mission too to really yeah, like, get the word out on people's he's so interesting and so nice yeah too. he really is yeah so he's definitely a current what do we think of like current day social media people that we follow on like say instagram that i mean the things they might post do you do you have anybody that you follow that is like pushes your outlook or you look up to them a little bit to see what they're doing to maybe like give you more, I don't know, drive. I don't know. I follow, Jeremy, I, follow, <laughs> I look at I, you. I don't know. I follow a lot of random things. He follows I mean, Kim Kardashian. So you have to be careful. No, <laughs> and that is a sexual role model for sure. Oh, for some. Yes. For there. some, I mean, for women that's empowering and we don't need to go down that road, but well, she could be one for you because if if I said Madonna earlier and Bette Midler and yeah, you know. I mean I think for and no one mentioned Judy or Judy or Liza or <laughs> exactly we didn't we don't Sorry. need every I would have girl said Bette Midler though we don't Marilyn need Monroe. every girl yeah. in it but Marilyn Monroe is definitely a perfect example of a role model for being a I sexual would have said Betty person Davis. absolutely okay. no, no only because of her strength no. and. No, that doesn't have to do with sex. So I think Marilyn is a very good example of being a sexual individual and embracing her beauty and sexuality. 
Well, and, I, and she she was reportedly quite the smart woman too. Yeah, I'm she sure. Would, she would say to people, "Oh, do you want to see her? Let me do her." <laughs> and then she'd do her Marilyn routine, you know, because she knew exactly yeah. what she was doing. You know what you're selling and how it works, exactly. and you know exactly, exactly what people want to yeah. see and what they what what entices them, and that is the interesting entity in itself. Mm-hmm. I would think our dear friend uh, who's been on the show, Gregory Nalbone, is probably a, you know, looked up to in many circles Definitely. for the pictures he posts mm-hmm. and just, you know, you don't get 400,000 followers without having people. No, but I also think with Gregory, it's a, it's uh, stylized and it's, it's mm-hmm. his outlook on uh, representing himself, which makes it even more interesting because yeah. you could follow so many basic people that... Uh, don't represent themselves in an in an artistic way, and I think what's interesting about like even me following Gregory is I love the difference in all the different photo shoots and things, and I also find it interesting that he set some of them up, up himself. He and, sets and almost, that, he sets and most of them up. I know himself. a lot. No, a lot of them, but, <laughs> but also yeah. he's shot by different people, yeah, and it's interesting to true. see different outlooks on one person individually. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I from think his that's, perspective, and that makes it more interesting than right. just following a person that has a beautiful body and a beautiful face, and that's fun too in itself. But that does get old, and that also doesn't. There's got to be something always, more behind it. Yeah, you know? and so for so. for Gregory, it's oh, it's always interesting to see the way that he portrays himself, and mm-hmm. also it's funny and silly with the damn dolls and all these <laughs> random things sometimes, and that's like the real person <laughs> attached to yes. the image that you see, which Absolutely. makes it much more fun and much more. Well, interesting. he he makes himself a real person. And yeah. he's not. He doesn't portray himself as just some. And I think you know, that's some, how you some, attract some beauty, people to you know? want to look at you and see you, is by adding that. Like personal aspect, realness. To it. Yeah. Right. Well, we're in a in a a great time in so many ways where we can express ourselves in that way on social media and be gay. I mean, Sam. I don't know if you know the singer Sam Smith. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, British. Um, he was on Watch What Happens Live mm-hmm. recently, and there were you know. Andy was asking, what would your tagline be if you were real housewives? And he was like, oh, uh, I'm a dick monster. And he was sitting next to Patti LaBelle. And she's like, oh, my God. And he was like, a dick monster? He's like, well, yeah, I mean... And so British and just so... Oh, my God, that's so funny. You know, when I'm around my friends and stuff, we always just joke around like, we're just searching for dick. So we're dick monsters. So he was so unapologetic (laughs) about it. Dick monster in the house. Dick monster in the house. So unapologetic. (laughs) A current male gay pop star. Yeah, good for him. saying that. I mean, where in any other period... And next to Patti LaBelle. I mean, that's kind of epic. When in any other period could you express that and get away with it? Good for him. You know, even George Michael... You know, you're talking about George Michael when he got, you know, caught having sex at a public bathroom or a public park, whatever. Um, he, he made no apologies for it. No. Yes, and he made that. And also, Mark Jacobs. Video. Mark yeah. Jacobs outside. did the same thing. Mark Jacobs no when they apologize. when they no, had no somebody release that he had like an orgy uh, yeah. from people on Grinder. Yeah, he just admitted it. But uh, yeah, because there was like drugs or something involved yeah, and or there whatever. Was like, and uh, he invited all these random guys over from Grinder, and, mm-hmm. he, and I love that he admitted it because it was like, yeah, he, I have no shame. There, it takes the I have no shame right because it. I, it's like it does take the scandal out of it, it because it's like this it. is the real person. They live their life outside of being a world-renowned fashion designer, mm-hmm. and he's being upfront. And when you admit things upfront. There's no like area or room for no. misconception or right. bullshit Madonna and adding drama thing. to it. And, 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 and and people don't thing. expect no. you to actually admit these in, being in these situations or being like pinpointed mm-hmm. for. Yeah, he was like ridiculed by other designers and whatever. Imagine and if a congressman the, did that. Just the press. Yes, I had sex with somebody in like, the bathroom. Yeah, I am a sexual person and I do have grinder and it's a app for gay men to meet other men for sex and he's like and I have no shame in it and yeah just and, like, but it hasn't always worked for people I mean back in the day Madonna no, course, in the 80s sure. so she uh, was right right in the high, beginning of her career nude pictures came out and she says yes I did it and it was and there was splashed all over and owning up to that was mm-hmm. such an amazing moment but on the other hand Vanessa Williams um, who I adore 
also pictures came out of her naked in the 80s after winning Miss America. I know, that was and terrible. They, and she was almost done with her, her reign as and Miss America. Like and they like decrowned her. Decrowned her. They had since, Which is so pathetic. Well, but that's but, the Miss America and they've, and since, such, they've apologized. Their rules are really stupid. They have apologized recently, Good. but they apologized. Their rules are stupid, Like last though. year. They're misogynists. I'm yeah. sorry. It's well, all and misogynistic. They, and they continue to come out with... They follow stupid rules. And they continue to come out with the, the pageantry. I mean, I don't. you've heard of the recent scandals of... I think it's the Miss Universe. Mm-hmm. Where, I loved when the transgender uh, individual that was part of the competition sued them and she won. Good. Because they had uh, they had set in stone as like a rule that you had to be a natural born woman to be in the competition, and no one knew that she wasn't naturally born as a woman. I know a lot of and, gay men who and are and they released born women. some somebody released <laughs> that info on her, mm-hmm. and she sued them, and she won. Good. Well, I mean, and that's great. Again, back to the time we're in. But you were, you know, you're praising and rightly so, um, Mark Jacobs, <sighs> right? Mm-hmm. And but. Vanessa also hopped up to it too mm-hmm. back then, mm-hmm. right? And it didn't work out in her yeah. favor. Yeah, and but, but so again, unfortunately, just... things work differently for women. Yeah. It shouldn't, well, but they do. And that's always the double that's standard. Part of it. Yeah. yeah. But also, you're dealing with a ridiculously misogynistic, you know, rule-bound company. Mm-hmm. You know, the right. Miss America and the Miss Universe stuff is just such bullshit. It's based off you know? of that. Well, and, the fashion I mean, world is a big world too, and can turn on you as well. It's just that the fashion world has always been known to be bitchy and. And yeah, scandalous, and so I think for Mark Jacobs to be like, "Yep," and they also know Mark Jacobs' spot in their world. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's designated mm-hmm. already. So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I think we are coming up on our hour. I mean, we've talked about so many different like role models, and but let us know what who some of the role models yeah. out there. You can um, tweet, post on our Facebook page at Talk About Gay Sex, or. Use a hashtag, sex role model. Gay sex role model. Gay sex role model. Yeah. And then and we can search on the hashtag. That way, you know, we can we can find what you have to say and you can... And we'll continue this conversation because I know we left out a lot of people. We left, and well, you can't cover everybody no. in our show, but and I this is love, just who... These are the people that we have been influenced by in multiple different ways. Exactly. Yeah. And as I'm saying that, so. I'm looking at Frida Kahlo in front of me and she's also yes. a sexual role model in many ways. Yeah. Believe it or not, and so yeah, I'd be yeah, I like that hashtag gay sex role models, and we will continue the conversation and bring them up. As always, I want to thank you both, Jeremy Ross Lopez and Steve Carpenter. Um, Yeah, continue to follow us. It's been fun as always. Good conversation. Have lots of fun, gay sex. Yes, has lots of good. Well, of course, because all of our listeners have the best knowledge, so they have the best sex and are the best partners. Exactly. (laughs) Thanks, guys. See you later.